This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. For over 35 years, Southern California was lucky to have my guest today, Paul Rodriguez, make images in its local newspapers. We discuss his time at the Orange County Register, what it's like to cover major events, and getting to better understand light. Just strive to hit the high bar that everybody was setting. Ron Mann would set that bar, you know. He, 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 he would always say, I, I will not fault you for failing. I will fault you for failing to try something. You know, I want you to try things. I want you to experiment. Uh, I don't want you to sit back and, and not try. I'll back you up. If you come back with a bad picture, but you tried something different and you tried to excel, I'll back you up. You know, that was, that was something coming from my boss. I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. We've had such guests who have started restaurants, won the Oscar, and former owner of Dynalite, Peter Prumba. Seize the opportunity. A lot of people could have done what I did. I didn't do anything really, really special. It just required a bit of knowledge, a lot of chutzpah, and, you know, the desire and the drive to do it. Definitely, if, if you have the desire, go and do it. Get your dream, grab it, go for it. Go to justagoodconversation.com for all our archives. Let's take a quick break for our sponsor before diving into part two with my conversation with Paul Rodriguez. Did you, did you have a plan to stay at the register for a period of time? Were you looking at bigger pastures, the times or the New York times or the post or uh, I had, did you have a clock again? I had, I had, still didn't have a clock, but I, I had ideas that maybe if I could move to a uh, bigger market paper, that if I had the chance to do that, that I would. Okay. Uh, But, uh, and I did have uh, people contact me. Um, uh, Somebody from uh, the photo editor at the um, New York Daily News. Okay. uh, Called me. Oh, no, it wasn't in the Daily News. It was... Um, Daily Post? Long, it was Long Island paper. Okay. Um, I forget the name of it. But it was what is well-known. That's why I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on the COVID chat. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, they were owned by the Times. Okay. Back then, I believe. And um, they called me and was... They wanted to find out if I would be interested in going and interviewing uh, and that was out of the blue I, I didn't apply to at what point is this that. late 80s early 90s uh, this this is probably uh, uh, yeah it was it was probably early 90s okay yeah um, times uh, Colin Crawford would call me from time to time because he'd be keeping tabs on me too mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of got me thinking that maybe I could go somewhere else, you know. But you never pulled the trigger. 33 years did. of that love affair, you never I pulled never the trigger. Did. Why? And I think um, because I was doing doing stuff there that that I was happy with and that that I, that I got a chance to do 
things that I really wanted to do. Um, not only sports, but travel. Because we, you know, back then, Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave Threshy, was throwing a lot of money right. at us. And so we'd travel everywhere, both for sports, for travel, for uh, news. Uh, it, was, it was an opportunity to, to tick off a lot of the stuff that I always wanted to do. Right. You know? Uh, you know, something would come up that you, they needed you to go somewhere. You could drop everything and go, you know? Um, was there ever maybe a thought of uh, a magazine, Newsweek or Time or, or National Geographic? I, I, I did go to, um, uh, back when Mark Thiessen used to be the, the uh, uh, what do you call it, the, Director the of lab tech. Lab tech. Uh, and when he left to go to National Geographic for an internship first, and then they hired him uh, in their studio. He's still there. It does great work. Um, uh, I decided to go visit him. Uh, and then at the same time, set up an appointment to go see somebody at National Geographic. And then also somebody at Time. Hmm. You're in New York. Uh, you might as well. That's the, you run the yeah. gauntlet. Yeah. Right. So, um, so yeah, I, every once in a while, I'd, I'd get an itch and I'd, you know, go out and try to expand my horizon. Why didn't you ever scratch it? But, uh, well, those never worked out. But um, after a while, I just thought, you know, I'm doing great here. You know, uh, you know, it's 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 it was my dream job, so I think I'll just stay. Stay, stay with it. it. Yeah. 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 And I and I I don't regret it. I mean, I I've done so many things. Yeah. You know? The one thing I want to talk about that ended up getting you a cover was the riots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talk about the riots. How did that yeah. day go down for you to get your ass? sent out into literally hell that night. Yeah, well, it was late, uh, the later afternoon of the riot had already started, and I was working that day in the, in the county, and I'd come in to process or whatever, and uh, Ron London was the uh, photo editor, um, and he calls me over, calls Mike Goulding over, um, and I think who else? Chris Carlson, I believe, <clears throat> and said, uh, we're going to send you to the riots. Uh, we're going to rent a room at the University Hilton across from USC as your, as your base to process and stuff. <clears throat> so just get your stuff together and take off. So we did. I mean, all separately, but we all went, met up at the University of Hilton. What are you thinking? What do you think I should? What are you saying? Like, what should I take? What do I need? What do I got? Uh, keep it light, you know. Uh, Have you even covered anything like that before? Not, not that bad. No. Okay. Uh-uh. Um, and and. So, you know, you got butterflies in your stomach, obviously. Sure. Because you don't know what's going, what's out there. It's absolute chaos. Yeah. And um, so, um, 
I, yeah, I get out there, we all meet at, at, the, at the hotel, and we all kind of decide where everybody's going to go, and, and we paired off with, uh, each, everybody paired off with a reporter, and they sent me downtown first. And so I went down to um, around the area around Parker Center, Federal Building, all that kind of th- area. And that downtown is nothing like today. It's so no. much more built up today. There's oh, yeah. more shops. Yeah. Downtown in the early 90s was yeah. pretty bare bones. Yeah. And so uh, we, we dumped the car. <laughs> uh, not my car. Right. <laughs> it was a reporter's car. Uh, and so uh, we, we just said, okay, well, we'll meet back here at a certain time. And uh, so I saw something that was happening at Parker Center. You know, I could hear noises and uh, yelling and that kind of stuff. So I went down to Parker Center. And um, there was a crowd there, and they all decided to um, start a fire. Uh, yeah. Of course. And uh, so they, they started this fire. It was, it was one of the, the, the booths that you, they had there for their entrance mm-hmm. to Parker Center. And and so they lit that on fire. They started dancing around it and um, yelling and stuff. And so <clears throat> I just kind of waded into the area and just started shooting. Uh, we uh, on on uh, spot news, uh, you know, uh, quick deadline stuff. We would shoot neg. Okay. So I wasn't shooting Chrome because you couldn't process it, you know. So um, it was easier, you know. Flash on camera because by that by that time it was dark, and so uh, I saw one guy who was kind of like <clears throat> he seemed to be kind of leading the thing, but he, he wasn't a leader, but he he seemed to be. So I just kind of watched him and. And started shooting pictures of him running around that the fire in the background, and I clicked off uh, a picture, and which just became the the main huge. They ran it like huge, right? Uh, and kind of iconic shot for the register of the riots, you know. Um, and then I just kind of, after I, I did that, I kind of was roaming around uh, downtown. You kind of had to, like, watch where you're going. But <clears throat> uh, I went to the federal building. There were people trying to bash in the doors and stuff. And so I, I shot that. Now, what are you shooting with? What, when you're saying you went bare bones, you keeping it at two small cameras? Yeah, I, uh, I, I shot, I basically had a... Like a was this F- 70, 70, and a twenty four F fours back then, right? It was F it was F fours, yeah. I believe so. Um, and and uh, like a twenty four millimeter. Okay. Um, so uh, I sh- you know shot pictures of people trying to break into the 
federal building. Uh, I went down the street and there's a big crowd um, uh, trying to flip a police car <laughs> and um, all kinds of stuff just happening. And I'm just shooting whatever I see. You know, I just like, because you, that wasn't a type of situation where you're saying, oh, I just got to wait for the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't um, have an hour or two. Yeah, you just, you just got to be out there and shoot whatever moves, you know, and edit later. Um, and so by the end of the, the, I think I was out there for a couple hours, we circled back to the, uh, the hotel and dropped off film and they processed it. Who's processing? Uh, Carlson and I think we had... Nick? Was it, or did you bring somebody in or? I'm not sure. No, I, I, th I think it was more like... No, uh, oh, I forget who, who was... But you had Lab somebody... Tech back, back yeah. Then. Might but have you been had Kurt. Somebody, might have been Kurt. Oh, Kurt Norris. Maybe. All right, but you had somebody processing. But somebody was there processing. Um, and so we took a break, uh, you know, relaxed for a while while uh, film was processed. Carlson edited it, found that picture of the fire, and, uh, and sent that one. And that was, that was the one. I mean, it's like, you know. Um, but then after that, we got sent back out, and we started going down, uh, I think it was exposition, down back into more deeper into South Central uh, at night. Oh, boy. And, um, Were you worried at any point? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was the passenger, but uh, at one point, the reporter uh, stops to, to read a map or something and turns on the dome light. And I said, don't turn that on. Don't turn the dome light on. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, I said, don't stop unless we really need to do it. Right. You know, um, it, was a, it was an absolute yeah. chaotic time. Right. Um, but I, I, you know, I count myself fortunate in, that I didn't get hurt because um, a lot of guys did. Yeah. You know, Katata got hurt. Yeah. He got a lot of other people from other papers got hurt. So uh, it was a hairy time. Um, then we, we um, I, I didn't get anything much after that. <clears throat> uh, by that time, we, were, we had been out there you know, four or five hours, whatever. And they told us to, that we could come back and rest up. And then they sent us back out the next morning. Um, and we kind of teamed up with another photographer so that we would travel in a group. Right. And, uh, Buddy system. That was more looting stuff. Right. Um, that we did because we were in, you know, we weren't downtown. We were in a, you know, kind of like the Hollywood uh, area. Fairfax District, that yeah. kind of, oh yeah, they got all rants. Right. So, um, and that was, that was pretty much the experience. How did you get that cover <laughs> in Newsweek? Uh, that night, uh, this is what I'm told, I wasn't there. The, um, 
Newsweek called the register, they would always call the register. Sure. Because they always knew they had color and they had people out there. So they were asking for whatever we got. And they told them what we had. And they wanted it. And they sent them a... Uh, I guess they must have sent them a, a picture somehow. Fax or something? I, I, something. I forget how. Um, and they said, yeah, we, we want want you to send us uh, that picture. So they had to send, I don't know if they sent... Physically sent the film? The original? or No, no, they had to make a print. That's right, because it was, it was color and egg. So they made a print for them, and they sent it to to New York. Um, and they, apparently, I guess, from what I understand, they have their meeting and they put up all their photos that are up for the, the Consideration, magazine. Consideration, yeah. And they chose mine. You know? Boom. Yeah. Cover a Newsweek. And back then, they would, the, the register would let you keep the, uh, the pay, the, the money that they would pay right so yeah man not a bad bonus for no. being out in the middle of the yeah. freaking craziness right so but by the end of those two days though you're you're just kind of shot like, yeah i bet you're pretty like drained you had to like you're on pins and needles yeah it's 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 tough to kind of wind yourself down <laughs> and realize what what was happening down there because you're that when you're out there you're not really thinking about you know really what is happening you're just kind of like adrenaline and then just you know shooting and trying to do your best and not get hurt right you know you're trying to look through the prism and yeah. look through the back of your head to make yeah. sure you don't take one right yeah. god <laughs> so much fun i know <laughs> but hey with, i with, signed up for it <laughs> was that so in your register career was there a moment then where you're taking like a photo like that where you're like, okay, whew, I'm, I'm here. This is good. I'm solidified. I'm now okay. I could do just about anything. Because um, that checks a big box off. Oh, yeah. I want to cover riots. No, Check. yeah, right. <laughs> I think that, would, that came before that because they would never have sent me out there if I wasn't ready. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't sure of myself. You gotta be seasoned. That, that, yeah, no, because uh, that was <clears throat> Ron London's era. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, yeah, it was almost ten years in your registered career. A long time. Yeah, yeah. So, how did you take the change from manual focused cameras to the autofocus, or or the manual focus camera like a? F4 that had metering systems, which means now you had better flashes, you got a yeah. more motor drive. Like, how was that transition for you? Um, the the transition was uh, was kind of bumpy because uh, you know the autofocus on the on the um, uh, F4. Yeah. Can I just say it? It sucked. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to be diplomatic. No, I know. No, no, no. Uh, this is just me and you, Paul. Yeah. Nobody's going to listen to this. It absolutely sucked. Right. <laughs> it was a piece of crap. Yeah. God I mean, knows they tried. Yeah, yeah. But it was a horse's ass. You could do better on your own. <laughs> well, and you did, right? Yeah. 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 Right. 
and and that's where we were all from, coming from, you know, the Courier and and coming from, you know, when we were first starting, when I was first starting at the re- re- register, everything was manual focus, follow focus. You had to learn how to do that. You had to learn how to, you know, anticipate where the person was going to be, and uh, to be able to get stuff in focus. Um, so it was rocky at first. You 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 couldn't depend on the autofocus. Um, I, I never shot uh, auto exposure. I've always shot manual because I always liked the control, and I, mm-hmm. I always was not convinced that if I was in a situation that I really need the picture, that the auto auto exposure was going to give me what I needed. Right, especially with the chrome. Yeah. So and you I can't mean, fail there. Yeah, if it blows it out, you're screwed. You know, so right. Um, so I I never left that to chance. Um, so that part uh, was a little rocky, um, and and as it started to progress to digital, started to like um, rear its head. Uh, I remember the the day that. Um, Kodak came in. <clears throat> uh, they had they had f- figured a way to to connect a big <laughs> battery and uh, I don't know what they called it. Looked, it was like Frankenstein. Yeah, it had a cord. It was thicker than this. Obviously, it was yeah. And uh, to the to a camera to a digital camera and. It yielded a tiny little <laughs> pixelated what you call an image, <laughs> you know, and it was a long way from ever being, you know, used regularly. Oh, yeah. But they brought it in so that we could try it to kind of use it. And I, I think Leonard was the first one to try it and actually get a picture published. An off, well, not his picture was awful, but the the reproduction of it because right. it was so small it, it just couldn't hold together falls apart yeah but it was published he i think he had the first picture that was ever published with a digital camera uh but you know from that point it was it's it's like it was exponential because every every year you know something would be developed we'd see it kind of be, uh, you know, being developed and, 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 and getting better and better. And you'd see uh, bigger files. And, and then you'd start getting excited about where it's going. Right, because you and Goulding go to the Olympics in 96. Mm-hmm. And that's when you guys got the F5s. Yeah. That autofocus worked. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because I remember you guys... Borrowed one of mine, took a lens. Like, mm-hmm. does is that at the point you started re- believing this autofocus will work? Yeah, yeah, because it, it was much more developed. You know, it was you could you could count on it staying. Yeah, because you're putting your faith in it. Right, you're literally saying, yeah. "Okay, yeah, I trust you." Right, not like the, the previous F4 where you know 
in focus, out of focus, out of focus, in focus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. At least you had this time, you'd have more in focus than you did out of focus. Yeah. Um, so you didn't really have to rely on, you know, manual. Right. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was big, you know. Um, everybody wanted a, a camera that would do that. Sure. You know, uh, it was just, it was just some, a, a new tool in your tool bag that would help you do your job, you know. Well, now, was the 96 Olympics your first Olympics? Yeah. Was that, recount that, because that's the big, the last one we've had in the U.S., right? The Summer Olympics. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. You, you and Golden get teamed up together. It's right. the last time the register sends two photographers to the Olympics. Right. That's true, huh? Right? Yeah. It's the last time you guys shot film yes. at the Olympics. Yes. And you guys get a bombing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys really got the trifecta in there. <laughs> Right. Like, did you lobby for the Olympics? I'd always wanted to go to the Olympics, and, and um, uh, it it just. How did you not get ninety two Barcelona? That's the beautiful, gorgeous Olympics, and yeah. then you get stuck in Atlanta yeah. of all places. Yeah. Unless you want a strip club, I, Atlanta's I, not gorgeous. And at least in Barcelona, I, I, I could communicate. Sure, but how's your southern accent after coming yeah, out of? Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, but I finally got to go as Jody Steck. Yeah. I uh, was the director back then. Um, so I finally got to go. I don't know. I wasn't in on the decision making. Process. They just said, you can, you I'm too. want you to go. Uh, and, but, but the way they had it set up, this is kind of crazy Funny and stupid. <laughs> <clears throat> that sounds like a sitcom. Yeah, uh, they had a uh, they, they had a bright idea of instead of us being in the Olympic uh, media area where the village, right? Yeah, people would quote sleep. <laughs> um, they rented a house. Sure, that makes all kinds of sense. Yes. In the suburbs. Yeah, even better. Outside of the, the downtown. <laughs> so every night we'd have to go back there, you know, back and forth, back and forth on the subway. So we'd have to get a, hitch a ride from the house to the subway station, get the subway, and go into downtown Atlanta. How long was that? And that took about... 15, 20 minutes, right? So, we're, you know, when we heard that, I said, what? I don't want to say it, but what idiot thought of this? No, no, no. it was an idiot. <laughs> it was a person making a decision that's never been or understanding right. how important it is for you just to get somewhere, drop your gear, and put yeah. your head on a pillow. Yeah, yeah. And, and be close so that you don't have to, like miss anything or right. be at the mercy of transportation, you know. Yeah, the, sh the schedule of the, yeah. right. And Idiot. So we're all there in this house, all the reporters, the, the, the columnists, the photographers. We had a photographer from Colorado there. 
and we're all it's like we're all bunking in this house like we're in college. <laughs> you know, that's what somebody's idea in sports. I know. It's, uh, so we'll make steaks and drink beer yeah. every night. It'll be great. So every morning we'd have to get up extra early just to get on the subway to make it in to the center where you'd have to make it to the, the, the transportation center to get the buses to wh whatever. Yeah, it's your next events. destination. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it made our life even worse. And at night, we'd finish shooting an event and we wouldn't get in back to the house till 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And then we'd have to get up again and, you know, do it 6 all over. Yeah. To get back on the subway. God <laughs> <laughs> almighty. So, you know, it, it I remember, <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if Goulding remembers, one, <clears throat> one night we, we had finished shooting, I forget what it was, it might have been swimming or something. Uh, and we finished and we said, okay, well, um, we, we had taken the subway to the station and then we, we had, a, had a car there so we could get back. And we said, are you hungry? I said, yeah, well, I'm really hungry. So let's, let's look for some 24-hour place. And we found a you know, hamburger stand or something. Went in there and ordered something and we were out in the patio eating and I'm eating whatever it was and and I can see Goulding. He's across from me eating, and and all of a sudden, he's got his food in, and he's he's like nodding, <laughs> and he's asleep. But he's he's holding the, <laughs> he's holding his food, and he's asleep. <laughs> but you know, that's yeah, what happened. You that's know? It's it. Like, <laughs> People don't understand. Olympics, no, 17 no. days, it is grueling. Yeah, it is. It is grueling. Yeah. People get sick. You lose weight. Yeah. You're never eating yeah. right. You know, God forbid, yeah. all the things that happened the last three or four days, yeah. like you're hoping you just make it through those days. Yeah. yeah. How are you focused just in general? Like, yeah. yeah. And it's hot. Yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta. It's hot ass hot. Humid. It, it, it was, it was a, an experience, man. Did you drop weight? Uh, I never weighed myself, but I, th I probably did because you, you you walk everywhere. Yeah, you know, in the heat, you, just, you do everything to just keep water in. Yeah, your Mike said system. at every Olympics he ended up losing yeah. weight, and not good weight too. Just like yeah. just dehydrating yourself down to beef yeah. jerky, right? Because you're not drinking enough, you're no. not eating enough, yeah. and what you're eating is crap. So right. you're not really putting good stuff into you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can eat, you right? Know, sometimes you can't. Yeah, have eating the time. At, yeah, eating at two in the morning is not the best for you. Yeah. When you sleep three hours later, and you got to be up three hours right. later. Right. You haven't even digested it. <laughs> How, what did you remember the, uh, that moment during the bombing? I just saw. Well, we were already I, back at the house, right? And that's what uh, we. I would just watch that uh, Clint Eastwood movie about the bomber. Oh they yeah, did. yeah, yeah. And I was telling Antoinette, we're sitting there watching. I said. Paul and Mike were almost tucked into bed when this happens and they were trapped. Like, yes. how does that feel for you as a journalist to miss well, like the, <laughs> the Olympic moment? Well, you know, it was, I believe it was Jody Stuck that calls us and told us, you gotta go, right? 
And but we're in some suburb outside of Atlanta, <clears throat> and it's going to take us thirty minutes, including the ride to the station. And and by the time we got there, everything's shut down. Right. I mean, tight as a drunk. Cops Here? have shut the whole thing down. We can't even get into the media center because they had shut that, locked everybody in. Carlson was in the media center. And so we couldn't even get in there. Uh, so it was just, it was, we couldn't, there was nothing really to shoot. Right. I mean, what? Because we were already late, for one. And you can't, you don't have access and any picture you would have made wouldn't even have made the, seen the paper no, and no, it would have been just no, fluff no yeah i mean I, I think it was just the fact that they wanted us wanted to say that they sent us right i guess check the box yeah what was your best picture from the that olympics um let me think <clears throat> uh oh um track um uh the hundred um carl lewis no um uh, what was his name god because that's the one where he gets the no this this was um what was his name god i can't remember his name uh, michael johnson michael johnson yeah that's where he gets it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I have him spread out. Yeah. Doing that. If know. you could do it over again, and I know that's a million years ago, what would you try to do different? Because uh, it's hard. You and Mike are being juggled between yeah. the two of you and schedules and stuff. Right. Um, cause, and the reason I say that, because I know you have to, you, 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 know, you guys are, I talked to Reitmeyer about this when he had it, like you have to cover the event, the A stuff, but then you're also, they're always trying to find, like, the Orange County angle. Right, right. I, I think, I think um, the whole Orange County angle um, keeps you from shooting stuff you really want to shoot. Right. So um, if I had my druthers <laughs> next time I shot, um, I, I, would, I would love to shoot it just not having any of those constraints. right. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you see, like, Dave Barnett come back, and he's got all these unbelievable images. Well, yeah, he doesn't have to shoot the kid from Riverside or, right. or, or from Irvine yeah. or from, you know, the yeah. Valley. He can do whatever he wants yeah. and find the beautiful yeah. moments and images and light. Yeah, and, and that that kind of contributes to, to if you're out shooting something that, the, that they want for the register, you can't get to an event early enough to get a good spot. You know, right. So you're you're ending up getting just a little late. You're, you, I mean, I got to qualify that. I mean, you you're getting there early anyway. But early <laughs> for a, an Olympic event, you got to get there even earlier. To, right. To plant yourself. Right. Seven a.m. Yeah. So you can't do that. You end up shooting the event, but you're not in the really prime spot. Right. You know. And that makes it tough. Did you do any remotes? I, yeah, we did. Actually, it was that year that the the Wizards came out. 
and they were brand new. And um, uh, Robert's camera was out at the Olympics, and they uh, were selling these. And me and Goulding went down there, we saw them, and we both bought them. (laughs) (laughs) And because they showed us how they, they worked, I go, this is great. I mean, you could, like, for the finish line or whatever, you could just set the camera and... You know, you could have it, you know, with with your shutter, or you could put it on a on a remote cord, or or you could just whatever, and it'll shoot. You know, thirty six images, but it would better than <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. It, it, so we did we did use that was your started using introduction those. to the pocket yeah, wizard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Olympics was in an introduction to a lot of unbelievable stuff. Like Nikon had its brand new, uh, 400 That was really good autofocus. Yeah. The yeah. F4 came out and the pocket wizard. Yeah. But then there were some guys that actually had to shoot that first original, like digital oh. on it. And those yeah. images will never, yeah. ever be seen. Right. Yeah. 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 Like <laughs> AP was shooting some of that stuff and it's just. Imagine the guy shooting that doesn't right. have anything to show for it. Nothing. Yeah, he's got an 800K file of Michael Johnson crossing the finish line. You're like, you sure that's Michael Johnson? Right. right. He's green. (laughs) It's all the colors we had. Yeah. Black, purple, and green. Uh, (laughs) That's not even... I remember shooting uh, Deavers on her... It was the 100. And that one I chose to shoot uh, slightly up in the stands and um, I shot a really nice picture of her <clears throat> running and and it's um, kind of shot it a little slow just to have a little motion but you could see after I, looking at my pictures you could see her legs all muscle yeah. it's just like huge Gail was a beautiful, beautiful person. I swear, man, it's amazing the muscle muscles of these athletes. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you see that every morning when you wake up. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, especially oh, yeah. me and Gail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know they're they're, they're the absolute peak, peak athletes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody ran like her. She was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Talk to me about this. You said pocket wizard, and that's really what you are. You are a wizard with light. <laughs> the way, and someone once referred this to me, is that Paul can find light in a dark closet and still make it look good. <laughs> <laughs> Where did your love affair and understanding of light come from? Jim Mendenhall started, I think, my... Um, interested in learning more how to light stuff and how to use it. Um, Manipulate it, really? Yeah. Really? Because uh, he, he was a, a great photographer. He knew how to light stuff. And I would ask him if I could just, you know, go in the studio with him and watch him. And he'd show me, you got to do this. You should use this kind of light for this. You know, um, and, and then 
Brian Smith would, you know, kind of, uh, he'd do workshops every once in a while on um, how to correct uh, for certain effects, mm -hmm. uh, how to use a softbox the best way. Um, that's where I learned how to use the edge. Okay. The softbox right. rather than just straight on. Right, right in your face. Yeah. And, and um, so that, that was where I kind of got the, you know, the st my start. And then I, and then I always liked uh, really nice directional light. Um, and so, so I would, I would see stuff and I would try to create it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, and, and, and then I'd see stuff in my head that I want to try to make. And I would say, I, I want to see this in the, in the ultimate picture. And I just spend hours trying to, to do that, to, to replicate figure it, it out. Right. Um, and, and I remember shooting stuff in the studio, uh, that, uh, both on two and a quarter and four by five, that I'd be a, I'd be at the register, you know, till late at night, because I'd shoot something, need to run down to to the wing lynch, process it, see if it's what you're looking for, and then no, go back up and <laughs> change the lighting and that kind of stuff. So that all of that just you know, help me learn how to light stuff. Because, you know, when you're out in, you know, doing an assignment and they tell you to shoot a portrait of somebody or whatever, you want, at least me, I want it to look, you know, cool. I want it to look different. Right. I don't want to just, you know, boom, there's a light and you can see every detail in the background and no I, I just I want it to look like a piece of art you know did you get a lot of influence through art painting or something like that did you do research uh, I, that way uh, I, my my research was more photo books okay um, so seeing how other people lit stuff um, and, you know I'd, I'd see somebody see a picture of of a portrait of something that was, you know, shot, and and I would try to break it down in my head to see, oh, this must be a a, a big soft box, strip light or soft box, yeah. whatever. You just try right. it, and then that must be a like a a spot at the back where it's you know lighting something back here, his feet, or to make his feet come out like a silhouette or something. Um, that was what I, I would just try to de, how would you say, just rip it apart. Right. And, and I'd look in their eyes mm -hmm. and see what, right. What you can what see, it, what it was in there. Yeah. That An I umbrella, see. Was a square, spot, square, yeah. Rectangle, what? Um, so that, that's pretty much what I would do. Deconstruct the whole thing yeah, down. Yeah. 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 Did you, so you really enjoyed that part of it? Yeah. Yeah. And especially because I, after after a while, I got good at it, and it, it, you'd see it on the, in the paper, right? You know, huge, and it paid off. 
Um, I, after a while, I, uh, um, I bought a, a Polaroid back for, I had an old FM2 mm -hmm. camera, and I put the Polaroid back on so that uh, I could have an, kind of more of an instant look at what I had lit to see if I was on the right track. Um, and I remember I was working uh, on the Millennium magazines, and wow, that's they're, right. They're doing a story on uh, uh, Nicholas from Broadcom. Mm -hmm. um, they had sent me. They, they want, wanted me to shoot his portrait at his office, and <clears throat> we set it up. We set it up with his secretary and all that. Went down there, and he wasn't there. And but I, I had an idea as I was uh, packing my stuff up to go and shoot. I had an idea of something I wanted to try, and so I threw in a I had a mag light flashlight and um, um, made sure I had all my other lights and filters and stuff and. So I took off. I went down. He wasn't there. And his secretary said, okay, just wait here. I go, okay, great. And when I was alone, I said, great, give me time to set up. You know, because a lot of times you're shooting these, you know, well-known people, athletes or, you know, business people or actors. <clears throat> they bring you in. You got three minutes, five minutes, and we're gone. Yep. You got to be ready. You got to be shoot. You got to shoot it. So I said, okay, great, I'm, I got time. I can set my shot up. And what, so my idea was um, take the flashlight, open the shutter, paint streaks all over the background and on him. And I put a, a spot uh, on his face. And... Um, I think it was a grid spot that I put on his face. And um, see, see, see how that turned out. So I shot um, a one Polaroid with um, his assistant that was there. She's probably thinking you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. So just to see right. where I could do the streaks and if I was in the frame or what, how fast I had to do it. And um, so then I was pretty much set until he got there. And he finally arrives. He had been somewhere skiing up in the mountains. And so he was, you know, he brought in his big bag that he had. Uh, and, he, you know, he said, hi, hello. He's a personable, personable guy, you know. And I, I told him what I wanted to do. He said, great, where do you want me to stand? You know, stand there. And, kind of look over there, cross your arms. And, and I told him, I'm gonna, everything's gonna be dark. I'm gonna open the shutter. I'm gonna paint, so don't move. And I did that. I did it, it was on Chrome. I did it like six times, six shots. And that was it. I, Went back to the register, processed the film. I don't. I had no idea if it was going to work. No clue. 
<laughs> or if it worked, was the light going to look where I wanted it to be? Sure. And I think two of them were, were worthy. And that one that we picked was really, really cool shot. Uh, I mean, it was like, it, it, it just said who he was, you know, this whole Broadcom guy, you know, and with the light just streaking through and he's got this confident look on his face and it worked out. Huh? Tell, tell me your bit of your, your portrait process. How did you go about with your ideas and then translating that and telling your, your subject, like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm trying to create. Cause you know, this can get lost sometimes with people that are, aren't professional models. Oh yeah. 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 Well, it, it, it helps, um, uh, with the person cause sometimes a person is really stiff sure. and sure. Is, has never, has never been photographed. Right. You know, and I'm sure Broadcom, the Henry Nicholas had been photographed before, so he was more into it. Um, others um, are not, you know, they have, they have more doubts about what you're doing. Right. And they'll say no right away. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> other people like have, have a preconceived notion of how they want to look. I remember I shot Jane Fonda once, and she was that, kind of that way. She had, because she, she was older then, and um, she was very sure about how the lighting should be. You know, you couldn't. She wanted it a certain way. So you were kind of like constrained. Did she want a big glowing soft box? Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. No wrinkles. Right. Do not hit me with the hard shadows. Right. So, um, so does that then when that, when that, she, when she gives that to you, are you just that, how do you, how do you then adjust? You have, you, it kind of pulls out some of the tools out of your bag because you can't do what you really wanted to do. And so your, your mind starts to race and figure out, okay, now, now what do I do? Um, and I, in that, that, that kind of a situation, I'll just kind of like, take a step back and just make the picture look good. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to, you know, do, do a really creative lighting technique or anything like that. And so I just put her against a, a window with um, a strong light coming back at her. And she's facing me, though. And Do you tell her so, what you're doing? Uh, yeah, because I moved her over to the, <laughs> to the window. Um, now, are you a but, big talker during your portraits? Do you uh, communicate a lot? Uh, I don't talk that much, but I, I, I try to stay, keep them informed of, of how they're doing. Okay. You know, um, you know, how, how, where I want them to look or, you know, uh, chin up, shoulders back, eyes, eyes yeah. that kind of thing. Um, so I, you know, I, I won't just shut up, but you know, I, I, I try to keep them in the loop. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I know I shot a uh, to contrast that. I shot a picture of um, a director um, 
Hollywood director, um, um, uh, name escapes me, is Mexican, um, famous, which, which is again why I forget his name. Uh, anyway, the, the, the one from Desperado and uh, uh, Spy Games. Um, uh, it's not Rodriguez. His last name. No, but it, no. Uh, I know no. you're talking about. Uh, no, I don't this know. Is, but. Uh, this is a, a bigger name. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll remember later. <laughs> <laughs> Call me tonight. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> just to, yeah. to contrast. Uh, so they sent me to, to a hotel to shoot this guy in Hollywood. And um, I had a few minutes to check out the location. And um, I found a, a door that was glass, uh, kind of etched glass with... Um, um, it wasn't just straight glass, okay. but it had kind of a design in it. Okay. And then, um, so I, I thought, hey, perfect. You know, I had no idea what I was going to do when I drove up. A lot of what I do is dependent on what I see when I get there, what, I, what is at my disposal. Maybe I'll have an idea of what I might do, but once you get there, it's completely different and you can't do what you're thinking. So at that time I saw this, I said, maybe I can, I can punch a little light through this door if I open it, put him on this side, get a little spot, put him on, on his face, and the light through the glass will kind of disperse down onto him. Right. And, uh, and so that's what I did. But I, you know, I told him what I was doing and he's the kind of guy, because he's a director, he's the kind of guy that gets it. Right. You know, he gets what you're doing because mm -hmm. so of, of what he does. Right. So it's completely different from people to person to person. Sure. She and, was worried about how she was going to look. Yeah. He understood your process of right. creating it. Yeah. Right. And, and, it, and it, by extension, she's in front of the camera, he's in behind the camera. Yep. So it's two completely different perspectives. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And it, and it is a great shot. I mean, I, I love that shot. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me the genesis on photo night. How in the hell did Bruce <laughs> circle you into that and get that going? <laughs> Bruce has a way of circle, circling you into anything, <laughs> as you well know. Yeah. Uh, he, he, came up to me once and said, you know, we ought to just um, get the staff together on a night and just everybody bring a picture. We'll throw it in a slide projector and show the picture and just kind of talk about pictures. That was what started it all. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was purely local, purely our staff. And then it, it kind of grew to, well, why don't we invite people from the Times and other local papers? Yeah, the Riverside guys. Yeah, uh, come and bring a picture, and we'll just, you know, maybe have some snacks and that kind of thing. We'll show some pictures and have a good time, you know. Right. Talk about photography. Because so, I think that's kind of missing. And so if we started to do that. We, we did that more than a few times. Oh, Yeah. 
And then um, it started to, uh, there was an evolution, really, because after a while, it started getting, people started to like it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah. And, and they started, a lot more people would show up, and so we'd have to find a bigger location, because when it started out, it was, it was in somebody's house. Was it Bruce's house? Bruce's house. I think it was I mean, at your house, house one time. Yeah. And, like, we had people looking through the window. Oh, yeah. No, I remember the joke was with Claudia going, like, you make sure you're here a little earlier. Like, yeah. You won't make it inside. Right. Because, you know, you only have so much room in your front room. Right, exactly. 20 people show up. It fills it up quick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm standing outside with Jeff Gritchen trying to look inside right, and yeah, see yeah. what's going on. And Bruce's house was <laughs> tiny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, then it started getting bigger and bigger. And so, Bruce and I... Thought, well, let's look for a venue. <laughs> you know, of so, we, so he, he started calling around different places, like art galleries. And there was that photo place at two thirteen or somewhere in Santa right. Ana, and the yeah. photo black and white. Right. Uh, and then the, there was another place down, further down Main Street, off of Broadway. Didn't Knockway was like off of Broadway or something? Or Knockway was already when we were at uh, in Garden Grove. Garden Grove, that's yeah. okay, right. Um, but these were just uh, places that he would call up and say, hey, we're doing this, can we use your space? He had a way. Yeah, I mean, he could get anybody to do anything. Uh, and so that's how it kind of grew. At that, that, by that time, it was not just take a, a slide, it was bring a print, we'll have a one-night gallery show. We'll put up your picture, and and then we'll just kind of talk about pictures, and, and so that's what would happen. We we would do that. We'd put up everybody's picture, have a great time. Um, then it, it started to say, uh, Bruce would say, "Hey, why don't we invite somebody to come and talk?" You know, I just you know, somebody we've always wanted to hear or whatever. I just thought of, we had it at Jody's place when you and Mike were going to show your Olympic stuff, yeah. and Jeff Gritchen falls into the pool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like yeah. it, it evolved so yeah. big from right. like front room to an auditorium. It did. Man. It was, it was a, a great experience. So, so Did it allow you to meet a lot of people you might not have? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, from all over, just... And and it wasn't limited to photographers to go and see. There was anybody that was an artist or visually oriented or right. just wanted to see good photography, you know, ended up going to see these people speak uh, that we would invite uh, to the theater in Garden Grove. Um, and so it, it, got, it got pretty big, you know. Uh, I mean, that theater held, what, 99? Yeah, I think seats, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think of it every time I drive by, I'm going somewhere to get like pho or somewhere. And, yeah, yeah. And then there it is. And so, and we bought a screen uh, and, and we had uh, these photographers coming through. You know, showing their work. I think uh, it was one of the last times VJ spoke publicly. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So it was a it was a great experience. We uh, we had a good time doing it. Um, then Bruce uh, had to go and get his his uh, fellowships. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, Bruce. Yeah, it screwed up everything. Yeah, what's the best photo you ever took? Ooh, I mean, I shot a lot of great photos. I think. Oh. Okay, let me put it this way. You're going to give a photo to somebody. What photo do you give them? Um, well, I, I, I'll say a few. Um, I, like, I like the Gritch photo. Okay. I like the <clears throat> Angels uh, winning the World Series photo. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like, I have a really nice picture of Reggie Bush jumping over a Notre Dame defender who's completely missing him for mm-hmm. a touchdown. Um, I, I like that portrait of the uh, director that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, the other one, the other sports one too is uh, Matt Leinart um, it, it was at the at the um, Notre Dame game in South Bend mm-hmm. uh, Pete Carroll at the push there was the, the bush push but right after the bush push everything went wild and you've probably been to Notre Dame mm-hmm. field it's tiny everybody rushes the field as a big crowd of people, and I'm just like running straight toward Leinart. And, and fortunately, he's tall, so I know where he is. And I get there right in time for Pete Carroll to come and grab him, and he's looking up at him because he's... Right, 6'5". And he's got this, like, Pete Carroll's got this look like... He's a child looking up at his idol, <laughs> and it's, it's the perfect picture for that. What happened that day? Yeah, you know, I really like that picture. Oh. <laughs> yeah, is there one photo you wish you could have back redo? <laughs> oh, probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Those you tend to forget. <laughs> yeah, but like one where. You know, you had it all planned and bad film, shutter blows, subject just throws a fit, <laughs> ref butt right right in front of the perfect catch or... Um, well, I, 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 we've all had those, you know. Yeah, but there's some that are heartbreaking, like the... Yeah. You know, that diving Reggie Bush, all you needed yeah. was one ref to just slide right yeah. in the way. yeah. I, 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 off the cuff, I can't think of one because I, I probably just like, you know, try to forget. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned SC and like, that's our connection. Like I always say, you're the most patient, calm photographer I've 
ever met, like <laughs> ever met, because you and I are going to an SC game, and <laughs> I, and I don't understand. I was telling Antoinette because we're telling her like what we're going to talk about, and I said. I don't know how it happened because we weren't the kind of like late guys. Like when I went places with Mark Avery, he had to drive 125 miles an hour to get somewhere <laughs> just because he wanted to drive that fast. So it wasn't like you and I left with 30 minutes before tip off, but yeah. somehow there were no parking spots, no media parking spots. We couldn't even pay 75 bucks. Like, and you were just calm as a cucumber. <laughs> Like I just kept thinking, we're gonna miss kickoff. You're gonna, miss, and you're like, I got a back turn over here. We're gonna go over here on Hoover. We're gonna go down this alley, which was pretty sketchy. And then we somehow ended up at the museum parking lot right. on the ground level. Yeah. But you were never like sweating, or you hit it really well. I probably was nervous, but I just didn't show it. You know. I remember you dropping me off, saying. Like that's I'm gonna, true. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna get parking. You just go. Yeah, we did. I I didn't want. And you made it. Us not to have something right. shot if all hell broke loose. Right, right. Yeah, someone dies in the first right. minute. Yeah, but yeah, I remember you just rolling in. Yeah, yeah. Calm and cool, vest, pulling <laughs> the bag, just ready to go. And I yeah. just thought, man, I have sweat through my socks, yeah. and we haven't even started yet. Yeah, yeah. And I don't remember why there was so much. Tra was it? Homecoming? I don't know, or, but I know the media parking was gone, and that was always like, "What? Yeah, How is that possible?" Right. That that was totally. And then we just got weird. stuck. Yeah. Then we couldn't. Oh, it took us forever to get out, and then we tried yeah. to hit like our other spots, and then you and I were trying to figure out yeah. like how much cash we had on us. Right. Yeah. You know, because that's the thing. Like, it's a fortune. <laughs> yeah, it's seventy-five bucks, and it's like I got twelve, and you've got twenty. Oh, that's not yeah. enough because I'm not expecting to fork out. Yeah. 50 bucks exactly. and still not be enough. <laughs> right. And then we, we drove to the, the lots way on the outside. They were all full. Yeah. And we went, we circled around SC. We went around like, you're like, oh, there's a place over here by Jefferson. Nope, full. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, yeah. we literally, you were, you said we had like the last spot in the parking lot. Yeah. In the yeah. museum. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. you would have been parking. Right. You know, downtown. Right. Taking the, <laughs> Shuttle in. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was a yeah. crazy day. Right. Oh. When, if I, if I, I'm going to say some names. You give me one word to these people. So if I say Mike Goulding, what do you, what do you think? Oh, great photographer, good one friend. Word, one word. Oh. One word. Oh, one See, word. boy, jeez, glad we're not playing Jeopardy. It's what? Uh. What is Alex? <laughs> oh gosh, one word. Yeah, one word. Solid. Solid. Yeah. About Mindy. Creative. Okay. What about Bill Alcroffer, our dear friend? We just saw his beautiful story in the paper today. Uh, my first is funny. Yeah. Because when I sat down with him and I started talking to him about the shoes, he immediately knew, like, who gave him up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Paul gave yeah. me up on that right, story. Right. Yeah, we you know? just had lunch with him the day before he left. Mm -hmm. And we were walking out of the taco place we were at. Uh, and he's kind of shuffling out. And a guy is coming in, and he's holding the door for Bill. And Bill walks out. 
looks down and he says to the guy that's holding the door, hey, we got the same shoes. He has, he has shoes that have Velcro. Right. And he's, yeah, we got the same shoes. And, and everybody's kind of laughing and whatever. And after the guy went in, and Bill says, yeah, I'm really, I really feel bad now because I can't wear my rock parts. <laughs> uh, what about uh, the Bruces? I'll say Bruce Chambers. Well, we still don't know one, yeah, one, one word. word thing. One word. Uh, um, I would say inspirational. Yeah. About Bruce Strong. Um, I got to choose my words here. <laughs> <laughs> Resourceful. Ah. That's that. Yeah. He should have that <laughs> tattooed on his chest. Yeah. Yeah. He would always tell me, just. On a side, he would always tell me of his little exploits, <laughs> like back when when there was a uh, um, Circuit City or something. He was in there buying something, and he, he'd tell me, he says, "You know, the key is, so when you finally get a deal going, and you take it to the guy with the register, make sure you look at the register." and the screen and see what, what he's writing and what's there. And because he says, sometimes I can pull information out of that and ask for a discount. And he just does stuff like that. He comes away with... He told me that exact same thing. <laughs> that exact same thing. <laughs> I don't know what... what what deal is that man trying to work at the cash? I've, I've tried that forever. It's never worked for me. No, you, you got to be Bruce, I guess. <laughs> we got, I can imagine people say, no, you're not Bruce, so that doesn't work here. Yeah. You got to be Bruce. Tell me about being honored by the U.S. Marine Corps. Oh. That was pretty that, cool. That was really cool. Damn I mean, right it was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean... And you're not even a Marine. No. But you no. looked great in that suit. <laughs> little award. How did that yeah, come about? Yeah. Um, well, it, it actually started with Mindy. Mindy found that contest, and she won like two years straight. And she came over. It's funny how there's so many contests, yeah. and you don't know about no. them. So she came over to me once and said, you ought to enter. Yeah, I entered this contest. And How long ago was this? Uh, did she talk to me? Yeah. It must, must have been now, what, four or five years. Okay. That she actually told me about it. Okay. I didn't really get, her, get around to actually, you know. Submitting? Submitting anything, what, until like four, it must have been four years ago. Something like that. Um, and uh, so she said, yeah, just. Enter, you know. I know you've got a lot of good stuff, and so I started looking for stuff that I'd shot because this contest isn't uh, isn't solely for stuff you shot this year, right? Like a time sensitive right. January December, and um, and I found a shot that I a story I'd shot uh, out at Pendleton, um, and, it, and we were doing a story on 
the wounded warriors and how they have a, a track meet, uh, sort of like an Olympics mm-hmm. uh, every year. Uh, and they invite, you know, uh, other countries to compete. And, and we were doing a story on a, a Orange County Marine um, who was blind, um, legal, legally blind. He, he can make shapes, but yeah. He's, yeah. And uh, so we went out, we went out uh, previous to the actual competition. I shot his portrait. I uh, had a nice picture of him. And and then we went uh, the day of his event, and he was a um, a sprinter. Wow, blind sprinter! Can you imagine that? It's like, hey. and so um, I was there for his event. He, I think it was like the two hundred or, or something like that, and um, he started out. Came around the the, the uh, corner, came to the back stretch, and he's coming towards the finish line. And right before he gets to the finish line, he trips and falls flat on his face, and he's down, spread onto the track. And out from the side comes uh, another wounded warrior. Um, with no leg, he's got one of the one of the the running right. prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Comes walking over and starts helping the guy, the blind marine, up. And that was the shot. I mean, it was is so iconic that you know, right? Guy with no leg helping up a blind guy. You know. Um, and that was what I submitted, and it won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but then, you, I mean, you get out to go out, was it D.C. or yeah. Virginia? Or? They, yeah, they, they invite you for uh, if you uh, win award the award, ceremony. If you win the award, you get it sent out there, huh? Uh, well, no, you, they, it's, um, the award is $2,000. Um, uh, well, back then it was 1000 Um and then uh, you get out there. If you want to go, you go. You don't. You don't have to go. Okay. So I decided. Well, I'll just use the money and I'll go. I'll take take my wife and we'll go. And um, such a romantic. Yeah. <laughs> and so we went out there. Uh, it's at the uh, Marine Corps Museum. And today it's it's a newer museum. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, it's it's really kind of amazing because you're you're there among all these you know generals and colonels and all all these brass you know right and, big decision makers and, and when you walk in they put they put the thing around you and they take your picture so everybody knows you're one of the honorees so you got generals and stuff coming up to you and saying congratulations and that kind of stuff <laughs> how many of you win or how how what's the the number of participants awardees uh, uh, there's different categories okay um but photography categories there's only two okay 
two categories, uh, single and uh, story. story. Okay. Or multiple picture. Uh, but there's other categories for writers, um, uh, both newspaper writers and books. How long has this been going uh, on? It's been a while because you go on their site, it's, there's a long list of... For the love of God, of, we've worked right here next to Camp Pendleton and we uh, never knew this? Yeah. 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 I mean, you could have been winning that award since 1985. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I'm sure you've covered hundreds of stories on the base. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it was fun. That, um, That's a great honor. That was, it was. I mean, because um, you're there, it, it's, a, it's a dinner, and they show your work. And they, they project it up. Uh, and they call you up to the stage. Everybody's up. All the award winners are up there. <clears throat> they take your picture. And, um, the Marine Corps, the, the smaller Marine Corps band is there playing all the, the Marine Corps stuff. And, um, and it's a museum. It's got history of the Marine Corps. Right. Um, it's It's... It's really, really Yeah, cool. I saw that photo of you in front of the helicopter with the yeah. pilot yelling out and the guys coming out of it right. and everything. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And so we had a, we had a good time. Uh, um, it, was a, it was something I'll never forget, you know. Um, but then um, I entered the next year for multiple picture um, of a story that I'd shot at Camp Pendleton on the Devil Pup program. Mm -hmm. And um, so I entered those pictures and I won that. So it was two years straight that I won. Uh, and, they, and the award uh, increased to $2,000. So. Wow. <laughs> big, big money. Yeah. So I took my son <laughs> and my wife. Yeah. Both. So <laughs> she's like, oh, back to here we go again. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. No, but she she That's loved fine. she loved it. Sure, it was like you know it your was, royalty it was a for a day. Yeah, um, but yeah, you, when you get to meet all these people, um, that the the commandant of the Marine Corps, you know, this last time I um, I went up to him and I said, uh, hey. Um, you know, I introduced myself. I said, you know, my son really wants to meet you. He says, oh, he does? Well, have him come and ask. <laughs> Being the Marine that he Absolutely. is. Absolutely. He's got to ask. He's got to get the gumption to go up and yeah. introduce himself and ask. And he did. How'd it go? Uh, it, went okay. it went okay. He, My son is, when he's in midst of people he's kind of shy sure so he, he doesn't say much <laughs> you know <laughs> but it's a command commandant of the marine corps he's like shaking you gotta hand. say hello yeah <laughs> come on <laughs> suck it up say hello yeah that's great <laughs> so your time at the register had come to an end right you had 33 years two months yeah that's one hell of a run yeah i wish it could have been longer sure but <laughs> i mean at that point, when you look back at it, did you achieve everything you wanted to in those 33 years? That's a long run anywhere. Uh, I think I got a taste of everything that I wanted to, to taste, you know. 
big events. You did yeah. your fires, your floods, your you yeah. know earthquakes, uh, major Inter- stories, little stories, international. Travel. Right? Did you ever want to get to the point where that goes back to the newspaper thing, or more like long-term projects where you're like doing? things in foreign countries or Central or South America. Did you ever want to do stuff like that? You just felt that the the paper didn't give you that opportunity just because of the size, scope, budget, restraints, that kind of stuff? Well, they let me do that to a certain extent. I mean, I, <clears throat> I spent a, a month in Somalia. Right. Because um, that's where everybody wants to vacation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> capital of the world, right? Um, and then there's been other uh, times where um, I remember I got sent to Indianapolis for the um, the swim uh, Olympic swimming trials. The trials. Yeah. And I finished that, and then they called me. Oh, hey, by the way, they're <laughs> they're going to be doing uh, the NBA, one of the NBA playoff games there. Shoot that. And so I shot that, and then, oh, by the way, um, Mexico is about ready to elect uh, a president from the opposition party, so they had me fly to Mexico City. Did you happen to have your passport with you? (laughs) You don't need a a passport. Then you didn't. Yeah, Yeah. now you do. Yeah, now you do. Yeah, Yeah. so then you can just freewheel it. Yeah. Yeah. You're so, Paul Rodriguez. Right. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, stuff like that, you know, I got to do. I got to, you know, feel like uh, a globetrotting photographer. Right. You know, yeah. which I was. And that's what you at want. That time. That's what you want. Yeah. You want to be able to put a foot, you know, a stamp on that you, you were actually making images and right. making a difference. Right. Yeah. 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 What kind of advice would you give young photographers right now coming up in this industry, which is crazy? Yeah. Have a passion for what you do. Passion is is a lot of the game. You know, if you don't have passion for what you do, you're not going to get anywhere. Because, I mean, back to, the, you know, my letter thing that I was showing you, I had a passion for for getting into this business and doing it and um, actually um, taking pictures and looking at other other people's work, um, finding somebody that you admire or admire their work and go and talk to them, go and find out if you can hang out. That's the kind of stuff that that helps um, somebody young that is just starting out to to find their way. Because I, I you know, unfortunately there's a lot of young photographers nowadays that don't have the passion. They don't right. they want to do something like this, but they don't want to invest the time and the energy to get to where they want to get. We were just talking earlier, you and I, mm-hmm. before we started, is people want to start out at the top. 
without realizing that you need the foundation. You need to kind of come up, you know, learning things so that when you do get to the top, you know, you you are able to handle it. You're able to 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 solve problems and your work will show. Right. Know? It's big. It's important. Yeah. I don't think this generation kind of gets it. That's no. a bit of a grind. Right. Yeah. And you have to put in the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah you, no, nobody's great overnight. No. No. Are you yeah. freelancing? I'm freelancing when, when this pandemic is over. <laughs> I was freelancing before it started and I stopped because I, you know, I you just want to be out there. Yeah. How could people find you? Uh, PaulRodriguez.biz. .biz. Yeah, you can see my portfolio there. Um, and my contact information is all there. Um, you can see my my style. See your um, work. Yeah. Um, and Are you on social media anywhere? Uh, I I am. Well, I, I'm not a social media guy. <laughs> right. Guy. Although I do have. You have a teenager accounts. in the house, though, so he should yeah, be your social media I guy. Do. <laughs> That's part of his job. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I don't know if he'd Mateo, do it Mateo, right now, you get your father on social media platforms. <laughs> yeah. I want to see, I want to see Paul TikToking by tomorrow oh, night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Are you on, are you on Instagram or no? Uh, I, I believe I have an account. I've never really <laughs> used it. I know people are laughing. Are you a Russian bot? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I believe I have a, a Twitter, a Facebook, and a on Instagram. I, I that love I've never that you used the really term. Used I believe. I mean, I, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I I log into Facebook sure. and stuff and, and look right. and stuff, but you know, I don't spend. All right. Well, Mateo's going to get you up and running because yeah. you got to get your uh, your images out. <laughs> Let that stuff be seen. Some people are going to find you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for being kind to a young photographer many many years ago and <laughs> and watching you I've admired your work your 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 work ethic your your patience the way you like just carve up an assignment and make it yours I always thought it was just unbelievable well that's really good of you to say I I'm yeah. I I really appreciate cuz you just like I I could I have a I actually gave you this photo cuz I was so unbelievably impressed the way you were doing it. I was, I was at the community and I think I was shooting for Santa Ana progress, whatever the community version was. And we were doing a 5k race going through, uh, crystal court. Uh And you were standing on one of those giant circular planter beds. Uh And as people were going by, you were shooting slow shutter speed. You were like this, like, bottleneck they had to like go around you and you were shooting it and you were making these very slow people look fast and i was just like oh he's just not shooting this like you i'm sure you had another assignment or it was just a 5k race at 7 a.m but you were working it like it was an olympic event like you never treated it like just get in and get out yeah yeah like you were working it. And I ended up shooting a picture of you doing that and making you a print. I felt like so proud. Like I'm getting a picture of him working, whatever it was. But, well, I, but see, that all goes back to what Ron Mann told me, you know, is I'll never fault you for not trying something. Yeah. And, and from then on, that's what I would do. I, I, I'd, 
you know, I, I, I get to cover your ass shot. Right. But then I would spend the rest of my time creating something that nobody else would think of or would be interesting. Right. And that's why. And you did it, my friend. You've been doing it for a long time. You've been, you've been crushing it. <laughs> Paul, thank you so much. I, I appreciate this time we got to spend and, and talk about stuff. And hopefully the processes that you have done will help some younger people understand how it needs to be done. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And, uh, thanks for this opportunity. I, 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 you made it, made it a good experience. I, I was kind of you know, hesitant because I, I, I didn't know if I could... You know, maintain a conversation that long. <laughs> you did great. Hell, you even brought mail, Paul. Yeah. You're the first person I've ever had as a guest that brought visual aids to a podcast. <laughs> You're the best, Paul. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Great. Thank you for listening to part two of my conversation with Paul Rodriguez. Please click the like and the subscribe button if you enjoyed this episode. And you can always 